0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One,
1: two, three. It's a hard next
2: life. It is a hard Nick's life. A hard Nick's life.
1: Oh, it's a hard Nick's life.
2: Here we go. I want you guys to move with me right now. Just move with me. Get into it. Jake, can you do a robot or anything? You're just going back and forth with your head. Oh, it's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with your eyes? <laughs> what up, Knicks fans? And what is up, Barry? Motherfucking D. What is up, Craig? And good day to Jay. A.K.A. Blanderson Hooper. Doing the robot right out of the gate.
3: Good day to you as well, Craig.
2: <laughs> Guys, are you ready? We are entering the home stretch of the basketball season. Just nine games left.
4: This is the part of the schedule that we were looking at with dread, right? Since the uh, since the schedule came out. The second half schedule came out. No, I mean, I wasn't looking at it with dread.
2: A lot of people I were. Was. Blandy wasn't. You weren't looking at it with dread. You were looking at it with the utmost... Pessimism, you ever ask
3: I mean, I thought they were just going to lose them all.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, wherever you listen to the show, remember to leave us a five-star rating and or a positive review. And please, subscribe to the one podcast that would never stoop so low to bring other Knicks podcasters onto our show just to get the listeners up. Or just out of boredom. Or just because that's what everyone else fucking does. Until tonight. Until tonight, we have a very special guest coming on to join Blandy. For the news, which Blandy is already fangirling about. I'm just fangirling about them right now. <laughs> Barry, what bets have you placed this week? Craig, I wish I could tell you I placed some bets. You fucking asshole. You have not placed a bet in like how many weeks? Four weeks? Five weeks? Six weeks? I think weeks? like, no, like three weeks ago. It's been I, like a fortnight.
4: Yeah, it, it, like two or three weeks ago I placed a bet. What does that mean? It's been like a fortnight. That, that means it's two, two weeks. weeks, Craig. It's two weeks. 14 nights.
2: All right, well, Barry, if you ever get back into it, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. It has you covered for all the news, scores and odds, and it is the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. All right, guys, well, it has been it it continues to be a wonderful Nick's life. We have won 10 of our last 11 games. Our only loss was to the team with the second best record in the NBA. And Julius Randle didn't have it going that night. We were up by as many as 15 points. And honestly, if Julius had it going, we would have probably won that game. And you'd be looking at a team with an 11 game winning streak right now. I saw an NBA Power Rankings article the other day from NBC. They had us ranked number eight in the NBA. That's
4: crazy. The eighth
2: best team in the with, NBA. In the NBA, with nine games remaining. And we have more cap space going into next season than any team in the league. And there's an article on CBS Sports saying that star players have totally
4: changed their tune on New York and joining the Knicks. Look how much fun everybody's having. Whether, I mean even the guys that don't get minutes, they're having a the party on the sideline every game. Oh, Norvell Pell. Can, his the, dance moves are incredible. Anytime a team rolls into MSG, it's like
2: a playoff game. The crowd is so lit. It's great. Frank Nilekina looks like Allen Iverson out there. Not on the court, but just on the bench. No. <laughs> <laughs> Does he not look like a badass with that hair? Or is he as cute as ever? He's Frank? a pretty badass. You think that's doing good for his girl game or bad? He hasn't had a sore groin in a long time. <laughs>
4: so you not that we're hurting? aware of. I mean, he just did it less than a week ago,
2: guys. Well, we lost we lost that game to the Suns, and then we just played the Bulls. Thank God we won the game against the Bulls. If we lost that game, that was going to be devastating because we were up by as many as eighteen in the first half. Bulls fight all the way back. The Knicks reserves are doing nothing. All right, and then that fourth quarter, three of our youngest players just take over. Obi Toppin, RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly scored 20 points in the fourth quarter compared to the Bulls' entire roster scoring 19.
4: Barry, what impressed you about the play in that fourth quarter for the Knicks? Well, I mean, you mentioned it, our three young guns, right? Now, And, and Tibbs' rotations have really started to grow on me, you know, this latter part yeah. of the season. And I I love, you got Taj Gibson and Derek Rose, the two Tib vets. And then you got the Knicks' last three draft picks, you know, in Obi and Quickly and RJ. It's it's a cool group to have, you know, between the veteran leadership and the young guys. It's like it's basically what this fan base has wanted, right? You talk about player development and you're talking about key minutes, key spots, and we're getting results. I mean, Emmanuel Quickly all season long, you know, he's had his ups and downs, but I mean, talk about a spark plug for the rest of this team and You know, and the different personalities, you know, they mesh so well on this team, yet they're so different. Because RJ, he hits these huge shots game after game, clutch, clutch, big-time shots, and he's stone-faced, right? Quickly wears wears his emotions on his sleeve. He's prancing around, big smiles, jumping up and down, running to the bench, you know, to dap everybody up. It's just I love the dichotomy of those two guys, and I love the play that we're seeing out of these guys. And Obi, I mean— Obi had that that great put-back dunk. He hit threes a few games, you know, the game before. So he's coming into his own. A lot more comfortable out there. So I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing, everything from from the whole team. It took most of the season, but
2: Thibodeau definitely has his rotation set. He knows exactly who's going and when. We know exactly who's going and when. The players seem to know who's going and when. And everyone does seem to be getting more comfortable. R.J. Barrett, by the way, shooting 48% from three in April. That's yeah, the, second, that. best like third, the right? second best in the second league. Second best in the league. Second best. Yeah, behind Bogdanovich. and Oh, in front that's right, of and Steph- ahead of Curry. In front of Steph Curry. Can you believe that?
4: RJ motherfucking Barrett. <laughs> the the magic is here, man. Right? Is there, where is the magic going. It's going down it, here. Late
2: in the game, if we if we're down 3 or whatever, we need a winning shot. I want RJ shooting that three from the side. Yeah, and it's
4: like the the more now at least, the more pressure that's on him, the more likely He's hit, he is to hit that shot. Um, the other really cool thing, and you said, you know, Tibbs got his rotation set. Everybody knows who's going in and when. And the guys, unfortunately, know that they're not going to go in. You know, Knox isn't seeing time now. is not seeing time. Norval Pell Pell's not seeing time. You know, the only reason he was in a couple of games ago is when the injuries happened to Taj and to Nirlins.
2: Norvell Pell, by the way, is like another Theo Pinson on the yeah, side. Yeah, it's lines, great. Which I is love fucking it. great.
4: I, I love it. But <laughs> you don't hear anybody complaining. And I know. You can say, well, they're winning, they're not going to complain, but you see it on other teams, even on winning teams. There's always rumblings in the locker room that this guy wants more time or that guy wants more time. It's not happening on this team. Everybody's genuinely happy for one another. Well, like They do who, look happy, but let's, let's
2: face it. The guys who are not playing, Kevin Knox, he Frank Milakina, not only can they not complain, they are that's not in their personality. They're, they're some of the softest Least aggressive players. But Jay, you're talking about, what
4: about your starting point guard that's down to, like, 15 minutes right, a game so yeah, right now. Okay. He's not complaining I, I either. I understand at least we're He's not because he's
2: lucky to fucking still be starting. But, you're absolutely right. But Kevin Knox and right. Frank Nelikina,
3: I mean, nobody's listening to them if they are complaining. I mean, no, they've got They got have, to, have no, like no to right to complain.
4: It's not yeah, in them to but, complain. But it doesn't matter if you're the last guy on the bench. You can still talk to your agent about talking to the team saying that you want to be moved somewhere else, even if it means going to a shit team, at least where you're going to get playing time. You're not hearing any of that. That's all I'm saying. The chemistry on this roster is... Is 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 that an A plus?
3: They always look like they're having fun, and they always look like they're happy for one another. So,
2: yeah, they. I, I saw something else where they said that Theo Pinson has been way more important than you'd think on that right. bench as far as getting that chemistry going. I remember when he was on the Nets, you'd see that bench doing this kind of stuff, and obviously this bench is really into it, and they're really happy for their teammates. And I've noticed that, like RJ Barrett. Right has been having a great April, but if he doesn't have it one night, or he comes out of the fo- out of the game in the fourth during a crucial time, even he's not questioning that. You know, because they I think they just trust Thibodeau and they trust that he knows what he's doing, and they understand that he's going to make the best decision for the team. It's just all about the team right now. Julius Randle had 34 points, seven rebounds, three assists, zero turnovers against the Bulls. He's incredible. That you thought heading into the All Star break that I think there was a fear. That he was just going to, you know, he's just going to become an all-star. And then it was just going to, it was it was a fluke, right? The first half of the season. But he seems to be getting better and better and just cementing in my head. And I feel like I say it every week that I think it's for real.
4: But every week, I think it's more for real what he's doing. Yeah, it seems like it's going to continue from, from here on out. You know, And when I say continue, I don't mean just into the playoffs. I mean into next season and, and the rest of his career. And beyond. He's transformed himself into an all-NBA player.
2: He's been incredible. Uh, what do you think that What do you think that means for Obi Toppin? Because we are seeing glimpses of him now. And we saw that one play against the Bulls, right? Where he drove the baseline. It was that acrobatic play. He like adjusted midair with that ball in one, palming it with one hand, put it up and then got the rebound and slant it right in. And I fucking jumped that out of my crazy. seat. Because that was like, <laughs> that's the Obi Toppin that you want to see that like I saw in college. And we finally got a glimpse of it. But then at the same time, I'm like, What's going to happen in the offseason with
4: him and next season and beyond? Right, right, right. You can't wait to see it. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, playing behind Julius Randle is going to stifle Obi Toppin because it's going to cut his minutes. It's really going to hurt him. This may be a blessing for Obi. There's no pressure on him. You know, he's got limited minutes. He could kind of grow at his own pace. He's got Randle in there, like, you know, to where, where... it appeases the fan base because the Knicks are doing so good. We're not going to complain about Obi. Plus, we know about the shortened offseason that he was coming off of, going into his first rookie into his rookie year, and we're basically just looking forward to him having a normal, regular offseason with this coaching staff, with the training regimen that's going to be put in place for him. I think it's, it's it worked out to be a good thing for Obi that he's behind Julius Randle and there's still a spot for him on this team. Nerlens Noel, another big guy,
2: you know, he's been, star- he's been our starting center since Mitch- since Mitch went down. He's been incredible. Against the Bulls, he was a team high, plus 24. He had eight rebounds, eight points, five blocks, four steals, three assists. Crazy. And every single game, he is putting someone on their back. Yeah, with just I mean, an amazing
3: he always block. comes up with a big block.
4: Exactly, always. it's not just the quantity of the blocks he's getting; it's the quality of the blocks. It's in big moments. And Taj Gibson has has been playing well, and everyone's raving
2: about him. But there is a significant difference when Taj comes goes back to the bench, and
4: Nerlens comes out to defend that paint. The athleticism that Nerlens has shown, you know, and and just his you know his, his ability to to block the shot is is really. Phenomenal. I mean, you see players go into the paint and they see him and
2: they don't, they, and they get rid of the ball. That's right. The Nerlin wall. That's what they call They it. are going up to embarrass him on dunks and he's fucking flattening them on their backs. I, 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 early in the season, there, there are a few players that I did not appreciate at all. All right. Nerlin's is one of them. Right. I remember he played against Dwight Howard. And I, I'm pretty sure I said that he was, he looked like a, like a WNBA player compared to him. No knock against women, but just, he's just such a slender, <laughs> slight guy that he was getting like destroyed by Dwight Howard in that game and it was embarrassing. Same the other thing big with issue Reggie with Bullock. Him... I didn't love Bullock. There's guys now that have grown on
4: me. And oh, yeah. some of my favorite Knicks now, Bullock, I really love Bullock. <laughs> well, that's because he's doing stuff on both ends of the court. And like you said, I think you called his threes like daggers. He just, you know, he, like a dart. They just, you know, he shoots them in. And, you know, I love when he gets the pass off of Randall, the way they feed off each other. And what's great about Bullock is he, he never forces anything. If the shot's not there for him, he gives the ball right back, you know, and keeps the offense moving. But if the shot's there, he's going to take it. And that's what you want from him. You know, he, he's shooting at a great percentage. And, and again, the 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 defensive prowess that he has is something that, that that this Knicks team is built on the back of. He
2: has been so good. And it took Alec Burks getting COVID yeah. or whatever is going on there, which I guess he's about to return. But it right. took him going out for Bullock to really get all that extra time and for they t- them to really depend on him. It was weird because every night when Alec was playing, it was like you, ca- you knew one of them was probably going to get hot. And whichever one was hot got the time, pretty much. But now they've had to just let Bullock play. And this is the stretch that I've really grown to appreciate him.
3: You know, uh, Really quick, speaking of Randall, because I saw this the other day and I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, prior to this year, only five, I think only five NBA players had ever averaged 20, 10, and six in a year, which is what he's doing right now. Although uh, Giannis is doing the same thing.
2: And but he's just is, under six. Is he?
3: And, and Jokic. But six. it's like Kevin Garnett, yeah. Russell Westbrook, Will Chamberlain, Larry Bird, and Oscar Robertson. So that's some pretty heady company. He could, you know, keep that up.
2: Yeah, and his month of April has been insane. I think he's averaging twenty-seven points, just under ten boards. He's got to be considered for a NBA Player of the Month in April for the Eastern Conference. Has to be.
4: Yeah.
2: And yeah, going back to Emmanuel quickly in that Bulls game, like you said, he's been up and down all season. But dude, when he is feeling it. I don't think there's anyone on that team that's more confident than him. And he starts shooting up those fucking 35 foot three pointers. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah.
3: one that he hit from deep up by. He does
4: that so often. It's stadium. crazy to me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. But the Knicks never have a player like that. Every time
2: he does that, it seems to be that the second and third time he does it, he doesn't hit those. But he does it that first time when he gets on fire. He just shoots from like, he's like, all right, I shot two floaters in a row. I'm going to shoot a three from like. 10 feet beyond the art right. and you fucking know it's going in and it yeah. seems effortless.
4: And he's such a right for such a slight guy. It's like effortless. Same thing with, you know, Steph, it's like the same, same thing he's got going on such a, uh, you know, a, a short then, you know, point guard that just launches up these shots from deep effortless, effortlessly. It's amazing that they even reach the basket. Could we talk about one thing with IQ that we've never spoken about on this podcast? And I don't know how we never brought it up ever. How come it looks like sure. he's wearing running shorts out there? And like all the other players have like regular length basketball shorts. Do you notice that? It can't just be me. They no, come up like I, I have dive. noticed.
2: I have noticed that he prefers the the
4: smaller shorts. Yes, absolutely. Really?
2: I never. I never picked up on
4: that. Yeah, like the short shorts, like out of like 1982. I
2: consider. I I feel like he's like an old school <laughs> type. Is that what it is? He's mindset. Like, yeah, he's
4: like from like the 82 Knicks with the shorts. He's first
2: wearing. of all that dude. I don't know if you you look at his legs in those short shorts, but I have <laughs> because that's the kind of person I am. And they are, he's got beautiful yeah, legs. I mean, they are, they fucking are muscular. <laughs> <laughs> and for such a small dude, they like, They're he's like, like a You never noticed that
3: before? There. No, because I'm, I'm not paying attention to his They're legs. They're mid thigh,
2: everybody else comes
1: down to yeah. their not knees. Only, so must that, be.
2: Not only that, he's got the short shorts, but he pulls them like fucking up to his belly button.
4: Is it only that or are they different shorts made specifically for him? I
2: think they're small. I think they do have different styles of shorts and he he goes with like this slim fit, but he pulls them up to his belly button. I remember (laughs) getting fitted for suits back in the day for like my bar mitzvah (laughs) or shit like that. And we used to go to this one suit store, right? That they would... The guy fitting the suits would make me pull the suit pants up to my belly button. And I'd fucking get in arguments with him. Cause he'd be, he'd pull it up to my belly button. And I'm like, I'm not I'm not wearing these at my belly button. I'm, and I would keep pulling them down. He's like, well, I can't fit you with them. At, I can't fit you with these pants at your waist. Like, well, they're gonna be, these are gonna be too long because you're making me pull them all the way up to my fucking belly. I get in arguments. Did you ever say, do you want my pants off or on? <laughs> um, did I ever say that to him? No. Did not. <laughs> what do you guys think about the big signing of Luca? Luca, here we go. Vildoza, six foot three point guard out of Argentina, 25 years old, averaged 10.1 points, three and a half assists, 1.6 steals for Kirolbet Basconia. You guys pumped about this signing? <laughs> <laughs> i pumped about this signing. Did sign. you guys watch any of his highlights? Yeah. No. I watched his highlights. There yeah. was nothing bl- that blew me away. All right. <laughs> he's obviously a young
4: player. He was pretty creative off the dribble, kind of like.
2: Yeah, but he's, kind he's of like 25. White
4: chocolate-ish. He's 25. Isn't like 25 in Europe, like being like 40 here? They start when they're like yes. 14 years old he's over in those old. leagues. He's not that Wait, young. Wait, so you're yeah. saying he's old? Older I'm saying than he's he? old. The fact that he's coming over from Europe at 25. And I know that, like. Frank was playing for his national team at 16. Luka Doncic was playing. And I know we, they're not Yeah, Luka. sure. But what's, what are these guys like Compasso and Pablo Prigioni? They
2: come over here when they're fucking in their mid-30s. I mean, that means they're like 60 years old. He's 25. Much older players have why, come why from Why did Europe. we
3: sign this guy? Yeah.
2: You know why we signed him? Because fucking Alfred Payton is our starting point guard. That's why.
3: <laughs> There's no rules Listen, to this guy. they have
2: Alfred Payton as their starting point guard and then Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose... Who can go down at any moment. You know, like you never know with these guys. They don't have enough insurance at the point guard spot where I'm sure that, listen, Luca's not going to get any playing time unless Alfred really starts struggling or someone gets injured. But he's insurance. You know, I mean, they're about to go into the playoffs and they've got I, two point guards on the team. Yeah, and I'm fine one with is it. One is brutally awful and one is Derek Rose. who has been quickly, doing though. great. But if he got injured, they would be, if Derek Rose got injured, they'd be fucked. Mm-hmm. Fucked.
4: Right. They do need somebody else. You'd
2: have Alec Burks running the team at the but end is, of the game.
3: I was gonna say, like, is this guy better option than Alec Burks running the point? I mean, I know we weren't pleased necessarily with that, but
2: who knows? You don't you don't know. You
4: bring him in. He's better than fucking Jared Harper on the bench. But yeah, no, and this opens the door for multiple years with this guy if he does turn into something. I don't have a I don't have a problem with it at all. You know, and, and the other reason why I'm, I'm actually confident in it, I think the Knicks apparently are one of the few teams that actually has one of their scouts that lives. In Europe, and all they do is scout European talent. They're one of the few really? teams that have that. So, you know, every you're, team you're paying, doesn't yeah, have that. Yeah, they're one of the only NBA teams that actually. No, not every team. They're one of the few. Um, and apparently, he was probably the the pick of the litter. You know, as far as this late in the season, who's still going to be available? And apparently, other teams wanted to get him earlier, but he wasn't ready to. Uh, you know, Baskonia is that the team he played for? Wasn't ready to buy him out.
2: I always get over excited about highlights, and I think it says a little something that I'm not excited <laughs> at all about his highlights. But <laughs> I mean I wasn't was, disappointed with them. No, you know, but they he were like I, watched a good his talented ten, player. I watched his top ten plays from this season. And they were mostly like his number one play was just like a three-point shot. But he did have some plays, and I said he's kind of like white chocolate or like I guess Argentinian chocolate. He did have some really creative, inventive like ball handling and dribbles and passes and kind of like ball on a string, right? Yes. Um, type plays that, you know, you never know. I mean, it's good to just have a pure point guard that can shoot on the team that he'll, he could be the third string point guard for all we know. Y'all hear that music? It is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper. That's Jay's name. It's like Anderson Cooper, but Blanderson Hooper.
5: I, I figured as well.
2: Um, our special guest joining us for the news, Jonathan Macri from Nick's Film School. And Blandy, by the way, over here is really nervous to be in your presence, all right? That's... Every time he hears you asking questions on the post-game show on Zoom, <laughs> he fucking texts me and Barry's like, why can't we be on the post-game asking questions? Jay, have you heard our fucking show here? You think we're ever going to get know. that opportunity? Could you, ima- could you imagine up next, <laughs> Blanderson Hooper? from the Nick's Life podcast.
3: <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to get at a real question.
5: I mean, I, he's, I am already very impressed. I think you'd be able to ask fine questions if you had the opportunity to do so. Well, the news,
2: as you all know, is brought to you by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company. Blendy, let's get that sexy music
5: going. I love those crumb cakes.
2: Who doesn't love those crumb cakes? They are, they melt in your mouth,
5: you know? <laughs> Not in your hands. <laughs> Not in your
2: pants? Is that what you said? Not in your pants. Oh, (laughs) I don't. I mean, I don't don't think they melted your (laughs) pants either. But who am I to judge? Blandy, why don't you tell us about the May crumb cake of the month?
3: Yes, so it's actually up there early Hmm. because it's a special crumb cake for Mother's Day. Oh, it's called the Forget About It Crumb Cake.
2: Is it weird that we're playing the sexy music for a Mother's Day crumb cake? (laughs)
3: Listen. (laughs) In, you know, I don't have to be talking about just think about somebody else's mother, not your own mother, right? <laughs> what? Wow. Okay. Somebody else's mother. All
0: right. All right. Just tell us about it.
3: Yeah. So this is their one of a kind take on a strawberry shortcake. What? It's strawberry cake, strawberry preserves, marshmallow cream, mm. and you top it all off with those plump crumbs. <laughs> oh. This time made with real vanilla wafers. Uh,
2: what would you do to that Mother's Day crumb cake, Blandy?
3: I mean, as usual, it is a taste that is just going to explode uh, inside of your mouth. Could
2: you call that crumb cake a kilf? <laughs> oh, I get it. You can go with the
3: hard C on that, uh, hard C on that not the uh, silf.
5: How's the mouthfeel on that crumb cake? It's a good mouthfeel.
3: Yeah, you know what it is? It's because the crumbs are so, uh, they're so plump. <laughs> so it really gives your mouth that feel that it's, oh. it's really full. It's, like, it's a mouthful.
2: All right, guys. From holiday gift boxes to the world-famous Crumpkins, they even have the Crumb Cake of the Month subscription you can get for three, six, or 12 months. Go to Clarks... you turn off the fucking music, Landy? Go to Clarksonavcrum.com <laughs> and use promo code Life for 23% off your order.
3: Well, just be aware that if you order this Forget About It cake you also get 50% off any other crumb cake. Oh. And then you are able to combine that with our with our Hard Next Life um,
2: coupon code. Macri's well. been on the show for like three minutes. We've spent two and a half minutes talking about crumb cakes. So. Yeah, but they're good
5: crumb cakes, so it's okay.
3: Here we go. So just a COVID update as per usual, two positive tests in the latest batch of tests. I don't know if you guys heard about uh, the magic coach, Steve Clifford, who tested positive and is out. Uh, even though he got both of his vaccinations, he contracted it because it was within that two-week period. Afterwards, that the CDC said where you're still actually, um, you're not considered fully vaccinated. Mm. So you got that. Uh, the Nets are playing the Bucks at Sunday in Milwaukee, and anyone 16 or older who attends the game can get his or her first dose of the Pfizer vaccine. What? So they'll actually be offering like it up at the at the arena. The at the arena, uh, yes.
2: It's
5: a reason to go see the Nets. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mentioned Kevin Porter before. Kevin Porter's been fined 50 grand by the NBA for violating health and safety protocols. He's going to have to miss a number of games. This is on top of the few games that he had to miss last week or the week before when he was involved in Miami in that Sterling uh, Brown incident. I don't know if any of you saw the body cam footage from that. I did not, no. Ugh. TMZ got it somehow. There's no audio, just video and Sterling Brown is just covered in blood. Oh. soaked in
2: blood. So wait a second. It's a you see the the body cam after the incident?
3: Yeah, cuz it's the police, it's the police interviewing him and Kevin Porter seems to be in it also, uh, I guess trying to explain to the cops what happened. Like I said there's no audio, but but Sterling Brown his face is covered in blood. He's got like his sh- shirt off which is just totally red from the blood. It's pretty crazy. So he's he's lucky.
5: Well, give it give it to to Porter. He his response to the fifty thousand dollar fine was he, he put up a fifty spot tonight. I don't know if you guys saw this. Shit. No, he scored fifty points. The game just ended a few minutes ago. I was actually I was sociopath because I was watching it. Um, but yeah, he put up fifty points tonight against Milwaukee. Wow, Blandy, that, I mean, our, our newsman leave. has no idea that this is going on, Blandy. Well, that's why
2: you bring me on to, to give you the update. <laughs>
3: Cleveland's going to end up regretting letting him go.
2: Speaking of, like, that's an embarrassing incident. Isn't it amazing, Macri, that this whole... Se- I mean, this has been an amazing season, obviously. But th- there's usually some controversy or fuck- or people wanting Dolan fired or anything.
4: Yeah, I think the biggest controversy this year was that somebody asked Patrick Ewing for his ID. I think you yeah. know? That, that was, was the one question. thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which wasn't even for a Knicks game, right? Yeah. Right. So how amazing is
2: it? Has- this has been quite a season, Macri.
5: I don't know. I'm definitely enjoying the good basketball play more uh more than i am the lack of uh nonsense surrounding this year but both are good i'll take both happily
4: right the the, the fact is there's no shit laying around anywhere to throw with this team that's what it comes down yes. to but
5: it doesn't even cross
2: your mind though like i'm just bringing it up now because bland you're talking about it came into my head but i just realized we've got a whole season and We've the focus has only been on how good we've been,
5: but even some like you know, some like Kevin Porter Jr. Right? Kevin Porter Jr.'s up, you know, whatever. He had good, good night tonight. He's he's looked okay. Like in years past, if the if that guy was available for you know anybody in the league to pick up, and if like the Knicks didn't pick him up, we'd be dealing for the next forty eight hours with Twitter. Firestorms about like oh the Knicks are crazy and they didn't pick up Kevin Porter Jr. What are they doing? The organization is- and now we don't have to deal with any of that because they're playing well. And it's that's what I like. I don't have to- we don't have to worry about any of that now.
2: Yeah, fun. there's a tr- there's a trust in it that yeah. this front front office staff and Thibodeau know what they're doing.
5: Yes, which is cool.
4: Yeah, the, the, the not only is the talent important to this front office, but the chemistry is equally important that they don't want to fuck yes. anything up. Good. Guy scored 50
5: points and a couple nights earlier he was involved in an incident in South Beach maybe at the Booby Trap. Want.
4: At the Is that what it's called? Yeah, that was the name the of the Booby ship Trap, club. yep. Have you been to the Booby Trap, Barry? No, I have not been uh lucky enough to frequent the Booby Trap not even once, but uh, Have
3: you ever been trapped by boobies? Oh, well,
4: yes, that I, I can say oh, I have been. Goodness. Yes, who
5: hasn't? The Booby Trap. I have to look this up now. I didn't I <laughs> that's amazing that that's a place that exists.
3: Um Eric Spolstra Just notched his 600th win, becoming only the sixth coach to win 600 games with one team. Which is pretty impressive when you consider how in the beginning when he was hired, everybody just thought he was there you know, as LeBron's lackey. Um, So that's pretty big for him. And then I'm just going to finish things off with a couple of LeBron stories. Number one, a LeBron rookie from 2003-2004 at Upper Deck just sold privately for $5.2 million. What? The highest for any basketball card and it is tied for all time with the highest selling card uh up with a Mickey Mantle rookie card.
4: Wait, a say is it like a one of a kind card or something or is just the fact that it's, it's in pristine It's a 2003
3: position? 4 Upper Deck Exquisite Collection Rookie Patch Autograph <laughs> card.
4: <laughs> Dude, I don't
5: I don't fucking understand cards these days. I I stopped collecting cards and I collected I was a big card collector from like 90 93, 94, around there until like 90, probably like 97. I don't get it anymore. It got too, because it, it went from like four four companies or five companies I made packs to then like each company was making four or five different right. you know, types of, yeah, it's just, it's too much.
2: And Jay, what did you fucking say that was? An exquisite patch card? What was that? It's called Upper 2003 for Upper
3: Deck Exquisite Collection Rookie Patch Card
2: autograph card. <laughs> so that means it's got so like it's it's
3: a, got piece a signature of his,
4: pa- of, his, of, his of his jersey.
3: It might have a piece of jersey yeah. on it cuz I know they do that um, a lot. And
4: now. it's got his actual autograph on that card? Yeah. Probably, yeah. It's crazy.
3: Uh yeah, so you got that. And then the only other thing is um I don't know if you saw um, Julius Irving was on um was on a podcast the other day talking about his all-time starting fives and he did not include LeBron at all in either of his top two teams because he said that he is the king of super teams.
5: Oh uh, What? So
3: a little disrespect there <laughs> from Dr. J for LeBron.
5: I didn't know that was a thing. What could do you, do you have the, the ten people he named?
3: Yes. His starting five were Oscar Robertson, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, Will Chamberlain, and Bill Russell. And then his second team was Jordan, Magic, Bird, Carl Malone, and Kareem.
5: Okay. So Jordan's on his second team. That's yeah. The, and Carl Malone made his... Okay, that's all I need to know.
3: <laughs> and um, as usual, we close with the Mavs record, 35-27. and 27, So
5: They almost lost to Detroit tonight.
3: Yeah, were they at 115-105? Yeah, but it was, it was closer
5: than that. And the Detroit should have won that. Kristaps uh, went out with a sore knee. Shocker. He went out with a sore knee. Ah, oh, what a bummer. And, but they played better after he wasn't in the game. He's he's, he's um he's not what you want. <laughs> now it worked out. Yes, it did work out.
2: And
3: uh, that's the way the basketball bounces.
2: That is the Blandy signature move right there, Mackey. That's nice. I like that. That's a good sound effect. <laughs> that's quality. <laughs> that's very good. You ready to be put on the spot? Yeah, sure. All right, it's time to play five hard. Next life questions with Jonathan Macri. Question number 1. All right. Here we got Frank, Frank Nilakina joining us. Look at him. Look at this guy.
1: Oh, oh,
3: oh. good evening to you, my friends. A good
2: accent. You got the braids, Frank. I don't know when you decide to do that. Oh, the ladies, they love the braids, and that is why I have gone to the braids. <laughs> You're putting Why are you putting on? What are you putting on lipstick? What is that? What are you doing? Oh, Listen,
3: I am a French man You do not question the things that a French man does When
2: it comes to love Well, the first hard Knicks life question, Macri, for you is Would you French kiss the French prince For a Knicks championship this season? Right now, you're in the same room with him He's got those braids, would you do it right now For a Knicks championship, for all of us who have been suffering for so long Will you give up
5: yourself (laughs) For the Knicks? Um that would be cheating on my wife, so I'd have to say no.
3: Oh, but I have a very good kisser.
5: <laughs> a kisser. If, I wasn't, air, mar- if I wasn't you know, if I wasn't married, uh I'd you know, it's like the the lines are so blurred nowadays, uh, between, you know, things. Um, but no, I can't it's, it's, I would it would it would I think it would hurt Dolores too much. I don't believe you. I I don't think she would mind. And plus, it's like that wouldn't be an earned championship because I'd be doing that to get the championship. So it's not like you got to earn the championship. All right.
4: That's a good question, now. Yeah, though. there you go. Question number two. I think that, let, let me ask question number two because I think that leads into question number two rather well because he just brought up, you know, how much his marriage means to him. Okay.
3: You want you want the music for this one, Craig? Let's make it dramatic.
4: Well, let me ask the question first.
2: How about we do what I want, all right? <laughs> Why are you calling the shots, Barry? Go ahead. (laughs) That's right.
3: Jesus. Wow. All right, here we go. All
4: right, Jonathan. Ooh, this is good. It is your wedding anniversary. And you've got reservations (laughs) for dinner. And you've been planning these reservations at this fancy restaurant for a long time. It's not often you you and your wife get to go out. And this is a big wedding anniversary for you. That day, you receive... Ten years? Yes. That day, you receive a phone call. From somebody inside the Knicks organization that said, actually, no, from the NBA. This is the longest that's, fucking question. I know. You receive a phone call that says, "We have Pat Riley available for you for a sit-down, one-on-one interview tonight." Not even a question. What? What is not even a question? I I would do the interview. You would do the and and here's one other thing because I know you're going to say your wife would let you. And you you would do the interview without talking to your she wife. She would div- she would divorce me if I didn't I do the interview. Because the other part, of the, the other caveat was you can't ask her first. You have to, they need an answer right then and there. Will you or will no. you not do the interview? So, you would, so you'd cancel reservations for, on your wedding anniversary to do it? I would cancel a 10-year
5: a ten, a ten anniversary trip to Hawaii if I had to. Wow. Do, if I got a chance okay. to do an interview with Pat Riley. Yeah, you could, I mean, you could the dinner reservation you just have it the next night, Barry.
2: This
4: is a once-in-a-lifetime right. thing. All right. He's not as whipped as you are, all right? Well, he wouldn't, he wouldn't. He wouldn't kiss another person for a next championship, but that's different. That's kissing. That's, that's that you never t- you yeah. never take that back. Once you kiss Frank
2: Nilakina, yeah, you're never getting that taste <laughs> out of your mouth. All right, exactly. <laughs> oh,
3: but this is a wonderful taste. That is for sure.
5: <laughs> Jay, <is> this music <laughs> just right. going to go um, on forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah He answered the question. <laughs> I like the music. It's really good. I moved it. In some
2: kind of movie. I've
3: got I've got different music for the next question.
2: So. All right, question number three. Macri, there's a lot of Nick's social accounts out there. You're such a nice guy. You're well liked by everybody, but I want to put you on the spot a little bit. Alright? Wait, is this different music? This yeah. is different. We got, music. got lots okay. of different music here. Slightly different music. <laughs> Name just- one Nick's social account with a
5: decent following that you just don't like. Oh shit. <laughs> a, de- a, a social account with a decent yeah,
0: following like,
4: like that a, I don't yeah.
2: like? So it doesn't have to be a content creator? It just can't be some I want I want you to just piss any, some people off. Just yeah, somebody on Nick's Twitter. Someone on Nick's Twitter, not someone with like 15 followers, someone, someone on Nick's Twitter who has a presence on Nick's Twitter, a presence that you, you're not particularly
5: fond of. All right. I'll I'm going to, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give you something. I'm not going to say who it is <laughs> specifically, Yeah. but, we'll um, all know who and it let it me is just by what you're saying. Probably. Well, no, I don't, I don't know. Maybe you will. Um, I, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, before Knicks Film School, I was with the Knicks Wall. Beyond appreciative of the opportunity, there it was my first opportunity to blog exclusively about the Knicks for a Knicks blog. Um, and there's a lot of wonderful people. Jay, that are can you kill the I, fucking music? Can you not feel okay. the room here? I, I love. Uh, I, I really enjoyed working with most of them, and I still feel like I get along well with some of them. Um, but so, someone, someone with with that group. Okay.
2: Question number four like that what should the knicks do during the playoffs used to do black sneakers bald heads in the 90s all right i know there's talk lately should there be playoff braids this year
5: i'm gonna say i'm gonna say no because for a few reasons one it's not gonna be all-inclusive because like certain guys are not gonna have braids like taj is not gonna I don't even know if he tosses his hair left. He'd have to he'd have you to you braid, think Gibson has? He'd have to braid like his pubes
2: or something, I guess.
5: <laughs> yeah, I don't that's to me. Um I also don't like there are certain guys that I really don't want to see in braids. Tom Tidwell. Like, um actually I kind of would like to see him in braids. But like Derek Rose has really distinct hair. I love Derek Rose's hair. Like and it's unique and like Nerlands Noel, very unique hair. Reggie Bullock. Like, I like the hairstyles of the team. The way it is, I would go uh, personally, I think something like black sneakers, maybe. I don't
4: know. That's fine. Yeah. And it's kind of gimmicky. Like, I don't think they need this team doesn't need something like that. That's fine. It's fun to feel that camaraderie. How about they all get tattoos?
5: How about they all get tattoos of Thibodeau's face? They probably would fucking do it, to be honest. I think that's fun. I would I would get a tattoo. If they got <laughs> tattoos of Thibodeau's, Thibodeau's face, I would get a tattoo of Thibodeau. If
2: the Knicks win a championship year this year, I'll get a tattoo of Thibodeau's face on my chest.
5: I'll say I'll yes. say right now, I will I will let it be known right now. If the Knicks win a championship this year, I will get a tattoo of anything any of you three want me to get on any part of my body. <laughs> okay, Alfred Payton on your chest. Fine, great. <laughs> Wonderful. I'll be th- it'll be my my fa- it'll instantly become my favorite tattoo.
2: Do you guys have any
4: questions? There, we have one question left. Yeah, I've got one. All right. Question number 5. Would you rather the Knicks win the championship this year going through a healthy Nets team and beating the Lakers? beat just kicked in at like the perfect moment or they get swept in the first round this year but will win two championships in a row five years from now what an interesting question
5: um I would rather they win a championship this year
4: because that doesn't preclude them from winning no any future oh, I left that out they will not win for 10 years <laughs> oh um pretty important part. What a strange and interesting question.
5: <laughs>
2: exactly.
4: It's a little bit of instant gratification so versus putting it off.
1: No, but it's, it's like, what
5: would you rather have a would you rather have $100,000 today or $200,000 five years from now?
4: Um
5: I they
4: would beat a they would be a healthy Nets team this year and a healthy Lakers team in the finals? Yeah, the big 3 and a healthy Lakers team this year. But then they wouldn't win another one for at least 10 years. So this is it. You know
5: what? I I would I I'll pick it the the one this year, um because then then if I like decided tomorrow or after the championships over to like um move to Hawaii and like open a shrimp farm <laughs> and uh, not do Nick podcasting anymore, I would be able to die a happy man.
4: You could you could take this year with you. It would be a a, a special fucking season. Exactly.
5: You want to stick around for voicemails? Yeah, I'll stick around for voicemails. Sure.
1: Hey guys, this is John calling from Rutherford, New Jersey, and I just want to say. We just won nine in a row. I am sitting in a recliner in my backyard taking in some sunset. I am drinking a beer. I feel great. And my two thoughts are Obi Toppin. I want to give a shout-out to him because I feel like his threes truly – I'm not just saying this. They truly set this game open. They popped it open. He had – did he have three threes? Either way, I feel like he was part of momentum swings that truly at key points of the game – Swung the game open to us. So props to Obi Toppin. And my second point is that Alfred Payton, oh, man, I'm sure he's a good guy. I'm sure he's a good family man. And (laughs) to be honest, does he even have a family? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And I have nothing to base that on. I have no idea about his parenting skills. He could be the worst father on planet Earth. He could have no kids. I don't (laughs) know it at all.
2: What the fuck he go- is he
1: talking about? Where
2: what is he? What is going on here?
5: This oh, this reminds me. Congratulations to Obi Topton Obi Top, he's expecting in uh, September. Is he? Oh. Yes, him and his his significant other.
2: Alfred Payton, by the way, does have a
5: daughter, I believe.
1: Yeah, he does have a kid.
5: Oh, yeah. that's right. There was a whole yeah. th- there was a whole yeah. sh- thing about it. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that.
1: But he is not a good NBA basketball player. He this is, great. is constantly. Looking off players that can shoot. So Elton, let's just say Julius Randle hits a bunch of threes. He's running to the basket. He looks off Julius on the three-point land and and then forces something terrible up. Whereas other guys, including IQ, will n- have the IQ, no pun intended, to throw the ball to someone, to, to the hot shooter. That was pun intended. So, I feel like if you're an NBA, you're going to know who the hot shooter is and just try and get it to him. I feel like with him, he just, he doesn't know how to do that, doesn't even think about doing that, doesn't think about, shooting, about hitting open shooters. He's just going to try and get to the rim, which he's okay at, and score. And if he can't do that, it's just a detriment to the team. <sighs> so I don't want to hate on him because, like I said, he's probably a good family man. Assuming he is a family, I have no idea. But I really hope he doesn't come back next year. Anyway. Nine in a row, baby. It's a wonderful next night.
4: I got a question for the room right here. And Jonathan, I'm glad you're here for this one because uh, I started thinking about this when you had Mike Bassick on your show. Mike Bassick, former Major League pitcher, told a story about a great season he was having, best season he's ever had, and it was coming down towards the end of the season. And his coach at the time, Buddy Harrelson, had a conversation with him. Said, "Look, I got to pull you from the starting rotation." That no, was Bobby Bobby right? Valentine. Oh, Bobby Valentine. I'm sorry. It was Bobby Valentine. Yeah. Bobby Valentine said, "I have to pull you from the starting rotation, um, and put you in the bullpen." Yeah. And he confided in Bassick at the time that the reason for this was because the other pitcher that was taking his place, what was it, had it in his contract that he had they to. Gonna ex- su- he was going to
5: sue the Mets. He was going to sue the Mets. Go ahead. Yeah, because he he didn't. Uh, he it was some chicanery with him not reaching his innings amount for a contract bonus or some shit.
4: Okay. Is it possible that somewhere in Alfred's contract, whether it's because who knows if you want to bring in the fact he's got the same agent as Julius Brown, we all know that the Knicks numbers are better with him not on the court. And we've seen his numbers get drastically reduced. He's playing 15 minutes a game Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. yet. He still is in that starting role. Is it possible that that is somewhere in the contract that we're just not allowed to know about yet? He was promised that he would be the starting point guard this season. Not, uh, It's not,
5: it would have been reported in the, con, if it was some kind of bonus with like starting qualifications, it would have been reported. But I think there was, I wouldn't be surprised if there were something, something under the assurances, table. Assurances, uh, you know, and, and or just as simple as like, I don't know, Aaron Mintz is, pro, you could argue that Aaron, Aaron Mintz is the most powerful agent left in the NBA. Um, now that Leon Rose is running the Knicks. So, well, actually, I don't know if Leon Rose was still the most powerful. Whatever. Aaron Mintz is as powerful as any agent in, in the league. And, uh,
4: you know. Yeah, because it's one thing not to want to mess with something that's working. But, I mean, he's been – the Knicks have been playing worse with him for quite some time now where they could have made that shift to take him out of that that role.
5: Yeah, I, it's strange because, like, I, I don't – I think you could argue things. I think you could argue that he's actually diminished his his value in the open market this summer by playing as like continuing to play at this level. But then again, you know, who knows? I could see a team convincing themselves like, yeah, we'll, we'll give Alfred Payton $5 million to be our backup point guard. Um, wouldn't shock me or like whatever, three million, four million $4 million. But like, yeah, I don't think it's in his contract, but I do think that this, it's not about basketball. That's for sure. Here we got John. He called back again.
2: Yeah, that, that fucking five minute voicemail wasn't long enough we have a lot of callers who leave two back to back voicemails I don't know why right. <laughs> I think this might be the morning after so but here we go
1: hey dudes this is John calling from New Jersey I know that I called yesterday Apologizes. I was a little bit drunk after the game and not really sure what I may have talked about <laughs> yesterday but
2: you were talking about Alfred Payton and whether or not he was a family man for like three minutes
1: right
4: his parenting right. skills
1: <laughs> I actually wanted to talk about um, what areas this team actually might be able to raise their ceiling this season, and I think if you look at the play of the rookies quickly and topping, if they could develop any kind of consistency, I think that could really you know raise our potential um in terms of wins and losses this year. so let me know what you think like what is the what is the ceiling for this team this year, and is there room? For that ceiling to potentially expand.
4: Peace. Yeah, as Obi was spending most of the season getting comfortable. He essentially was just the guy that was giving Julius rest. Now he's actually contributing when he's on the floor, you know, be it ten minutes or less, at least he's making plays. Um he's holding his own. So I mean we're seeing his improvement right before our eyes, just in, you know, the last week, two weeks alone. Um and as far as the Knicks ceiling, I mean I I think they're I don't necessarily know if they're going to get out of the first round, but I think their ceiling is to get into the second round of the playoffs. This is a team, especially under Thibodeau and the coaching staff, and just the drive that we see that they have, where they can actually improve once they get into the playoffs. You know, they seem to thrive under pressure.
2: Yeah, and their their ceiling, by the way, has been. I feel like it's just been going up <laughs> as the season has gone. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, for sure.
5: The the goalposts, uh, as they say, uh, keep moving. I I think actually quickly. I think quickly is probably the biggest wild card for this team in the playoffs. Cause it's like, I feel like we're at the point where we kind of know what we're going to get from Julius kind of know what we're going to get from RJ. You know, what you're going to get from the centers, Bullock, all them quickly vacillates between he's as did not any fault of his, he's a rookie. This is what rookies do. But like when he's on, and like, that's, if he won them the game the other night, if he didn't come yeah. out and, you know, whatever, score 11 points in the first several minutes of the fourth quarter, like maybe that's a very different game. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it comes, I think it comes out quickly. I think if quickly screws around and like has a real playoff series, like, yeah, he could swing, he could swing a series. Sure. And he's got this ability to like turn it on when it really
2: counts. Right. And to not be afraid of the moment. Curious what a player like Emmanuel quickly is going to do
5: in a, in a crucial game four or game seven, you know, I I trust him as much like I trust him as literally I think as much as any player like that dude I don't I, he has ice water running through his veins I think he's he's not going to get deterred by the moment at all like it, honestly if they were down three in like a huge game I would well maybe other than Bullock I I think I would want quickly taking the shot
2: even more than RJ from from that side that's I said I'm only asking that because I said that earlier in the show that it it feels like he gets that in three out of four shots.
5: By a hair, I think, but it's close. I, I would trust R J with the shot too. Bullock, R J Burks. That how nice is this? We have like it's a number crazy. of guys who you could actually say. Um It's amazing. You know, and yet it is, it really is. And yet Randall like I we've seen him like kind of falter with the ball in his hands with at, at the very, very end. He's hit some big shots late but, yeah. like
0: in games. But. Hi, my name is Mandy Career. Um I'm from Queens, New York. I'm a huge Knicks fan. And I just want to say um, I I love your podcast, uh, Craig, Barry and Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper. You know, the Knicks have been doing so great over these past few games. Uh nine game winning streak, longest active uh winning streak in the NBA. And it, it's incredible uh what Knicks are doing and what Tom Thibodeau and the rest of the front office um has brought to the to the Knicks team and you know, what they've been able to accomplish. It's, it's just great. And, uh, side note, uh, listen to this podcast for a long time. You know, every week I know that it's a hardest life podcast. We'll post a new podcast episode. And I just look forward to watching it every time.
2: You guys still with us?
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh,
5: he seems like a really nice, very nice person.
0: It all gives you a great laugh and. You know, it's 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 really some enjoyment and you know, side note, um I love really love um, But is this a side
3: note to the original side, 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 side
2: note? note? It's a side note, all right?
3: Like P S and P P S like that, or P S you know, that thing?
0: Side note, I really love um hearing you guys talk about uh Clarkson Avenue crumb cakes. Um I haven't tried one, but since I've listened to to this podcast and you guys talk about it every episode I've been thinking to to go down to the the actual shop and buy some crumb cake and try it. Wow! Uh, thank All right. You for-
5: um, did you hear that? You inspired somebody to think about trying a crumb cake.
2: Yeah, I just want to make it for the record. Since you're gonna, you said you want to try these crumb cakes. They are to eat. I know that <laughs> our ads can be confusing at times, but they are for eating. All right. We do give the wrong
3: message sometimes. <laughs>
5: about oh,
1: oh. <laughs> hey what's up guys um my name is Sean um uh, college Sean. kid I live on Long Island um nick's fan all my life I just wanted to uh ask you guys you know we're having a great season the best season we've had in a long time one of the most exciting seasons we've had in a long time especially coming from where we came from last season but um I wanted to ask you guys how do you think this off season we keep the ball rolling um, you know, keep improving so that we could actually contend for a championship. Um, whether it's pre-agency or working through the draft or waiting for certain guys to improve. If you think it's free agency if you think it's the draft, what headline names are you thinking about? Um, but, yeah, that's all. I, uh, listen every week. I love the things you guys do. Keep it going. And, uh, let's go, Knicks.
5: That's a lot of enthusiasm, that
4: gentleman. Yeah. Well, he's putting back-to-back with, uh, Mr. Side Note. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> this, my, uh, I got a plant over here. It's got is more personnel. Oh, Barry! You know, come Barry. on, you know what they say. Barry, side side just, notes are the hurtful. spice of life. Nobody's.
2: <laughs> Guys, what do you what do you think the Knicks need to do to keep it rolling this off season? I mean, listen, this was a surprise season. You know, nobody thought we were going to get this better this fast. I think they need. They, I mean, they need to
4: make some moves in free agency this year. Right, but I think something to keep in mind. And Julius mentioned this on the Woj pod. It's important not to mess too much with the chemistry and any piece you bring in, make sure it's a good fit. And you don't want to dismantle what you have going here because it's obviously working. They're overachieving. So you want to add, you don't really want to take away. You know, last year they took some stuff away. You know, yeah. Marcus Morris technically was the leading scorer last year. He beat out Randall. You remove him and this team ultimately got better because the ball got stuck with Morris. You know, it didn't. Yeah. It didn't open things up. So, losing Morris and then Randall turning into what he turned into, you know, we're, we're big. We're big <laughs> keys. So, I think you got to add just just a little something to this team. And and you know, if you're talking free agency, my pick is Kyle Lowry for this team. I was, I I, that's my answer. I think he's perfect for this team. Between you know the the mindset that he's got, the defense, his age doesn't bother me for what we're looking for him to do on this team. And you see, you know, he puts he. Puts himself, you know, in harm's way all the time. I don't know if he's still leading the the league in charges, but he seems to every year. Um, (laughs) It's all, you know, shit like that, that I think would be perfect for his team. And he he could run an offense. And he's a, a, you know, championship caliber player, you know. So he's my guy. I would love to see him on this team, more than anybody else, really. Objectively, that's the right answer. It's Kyle Lowry.
5: Because it's, even assuming Chris Paul opts out of $44 million, which is like, just say that out loud, um and he's gonna leave what a t- the team that's gonna finish first or second in the west um i don't know we'll see but even assuming those things happen you're gonna to pay chris paul more money for probably longer years probably a kyle lowry for cheaper two years you know is he as good as chris paul no probably not but he's pretty damn good um true point guard makes more sense to me than than lonzo ball or a couple of the other guys um but i just just don't just don't do anything really stupid. <laughs> don't don't sign any contracts. You can't move. That's all. And I don't think they will. But um, you know, that's all.
2: I have, I have. Yeah, I'm with you guys. They have to. Yeah, ha- I mean, there's one clear spot where you're not worried about messing up chemistry, and you have to improve, and that's the point guard spot,
5: right? Yeah.
3: Well, don't you want don't you want Lonzo Craig? Isn't that... I do
2: really like Lonzo Bone, Yeah.
5: The thing that I'm a little worried about with Lonzo is, which is why I'm, I'm hesitant to say like he needs to be the guy is um i think with how things have gone in chicago and there's their season has kind of gone off the rails and they're like now like pot committed and i think they're desperate and i think they may set the market for alonzo with some very stupid number um which you know i don't know if i want to go to that range because he's not
4: that that type of a player right I'd, i'd rather go two years on lowry even though he's older and the other big the other big part of this equation is how much is RJ going to continue to blossom and how much is his game going to improve next year because I mean from last year to this year we all saw the changes in front of us and with his mindset and his work ethic and you know the whole yeah. thing and knowing how close and that they're going to taste the playoffs this year which nobody ever thought I mean that's well, all the stuff that's going to fuel RJ more I mean you know you look at His trajectory, he could potentially be knocking on, you know, being an all star next year. I don't think is out of the realm of possibility. It's not nuts. Last voicemail here.
0: Hi Barry, hi Craig, hi Jay. This is Tiff. Um, Just wanted to call and let you guys know that I love you guys and I love the show. Um, Go next, and yeah, that's it. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Go next.
2: That's it. That's the best kind of voicemail you can get. (laughs) Is that Tiff Beeman? Yeah. I was about. That's literally what I was about to ask. Is that Tiff Beeman? Which I can't believe she's still listening to the show with the kind of shit we talk about every week. Are you guys shocked? <laughs> tiff is fantastic.
5: I love Tiff. Yeah. Macri, thanks for joining us, dude. So much fun. Um, I, I, I hope I, I lived up to the the billing. Yeah, you um, you got to
2: get some sleep. You've been yawning through the voicemails. Don't worry, I saw that. If I if I did yawn,
5: I muted myself. <laughs> I think usually pretty good. I know some of them were long. And that dude in the middle. Well, just put, the, put side when, guy, yeah, the side note, <laughs> guy. Um, no, I thank you guys for for having me on. This is fun. I get to re- I got to relax. You came on drinking that juice box, and is that done? I haven't seen you drink in a while. I think it is. Oh no, there's a little bit more. I think. <laughs> All right, Macri, go go back to Nick's film school. This is this was nice though. I got an excuse to stay up late, um, which I don't usually do. This is usually way is way past my bedtime. So.
4: I don't believe that. Oh no,
5: <laughs> I apologize. How late are you? You, you got to be up late doing the podcast. No, on on nights that they don't play, uh, if I record a podcast, I usually record it at like five or five thirty, and then I'm, wow. I usually will. I mean, I'll I'll usually sit and turn on basketball, like non Knicks basketball, and I'll I'll just fall asleep watching basketball, probably like eight thirty or nine. All right, we'll go get some rest. Say hi to the family. That is that is that is what I'm going to do. Um, Thank you for having me on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say other than, <laughs> other than I'll, I'll see you guys later. Tell your wife you did not cheat on her with Frank. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'll let Barry tell her that when, when I when I see it.
4: Yeah, that should earn you points.
5: Yeah, there you go. All
4: right. All right, All right, let's guys. Right. Thank you. Take
2: care. That's going to do it for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hard Life at gmail.com. You can follow me at hard Life. You can follow Barry at Barry Dorkin. You can follow Jay at Landy Hooper. Holy shit, this was a long show. (laughs) I'm just looking at how long this is, and I'm fucking like, I really have to edit this shit tonight? Uh, (laughs) Shit. What the fuck am I going to do? Fuck. Remember,
4: you can call us. No one's going to call us anymore, by the way. Oh, because they don't want to get insulted? (laughs) We can't promise that you won't be insulted and ridiculed and mocked, but... But in a good way. You should call us anyway. Yeah, We love life. you. We love you. It's the same thing we, we do. With, by you.
2: the way, it's the same thing we do to fucking Blandy. You know, we love him.
4: And that dude was so complimentary. You yeah. know, so we, we love so him. nice. Side note, guy. 516-33-MESH-1 uh, is the number.
2: Ralph, by the way, called us like 18 times last week. Nothing this week.
4: Oh, see? He got insulted.
2: <laughs> now, well, now if he's not insulted, he's going to call like 45 times this, this next week. <laughs> right. Guys, until next time, it is a hard